0: Welcome to the latest Savings Guru podcast. Uh, Today we're going to have a a pre-budget special and look ahead to next week's budget and see what the Chancellor Rishi Sunak will come up with on March the the 3rd. Uh, It's a pretty interesting budget this time with everything that's gone on with with COVID and and what might be in there to help with the recovery uh, and help the economy bounce back. So I'm I'm delighted to be joined today by George Nixon from, from Mrs Money. Welcome George.
1: Hi James, thanks for having me on.
0: Great to have you. I know this is an area you like uh, to to cover as well so really interested to hear your your views. Perhaps just give the listeners a bit of background on on you and what you do.
1: Absolutely, for those who haven't followed James's related links in his newsletter to all the times that I bother him for his latest thoughts on what's going on in the savings world. My, my name is George Nixon, I'm a savings reporter among many many other things uh, at This Is Money so Within my wheelhouse, ISIS savings, new banks, all that sort of thing. There's a million other things I do as well, but in terms of what we're talking about today, NS&I, new banks, old banks, savings rates, that sort of thing.
0: You mentioned the newsletter and, it's, uh, and the website, and it's a, uh... A, a, a kind of living and breathing document of uh just how much we've covered between us over the years isn't it um absolutely. Uh, which has been quite quite a lot but it's it's been a busy time isn't it and uh, we, ha- we
1: have we have a healthy and productive working relationship james absolutely
0: <laughs> we do say. definitely do so o- obviously it's a budget next week wednesday the the third of march it's probably the most interesting one for some time what do you think we're going to see from the chance there's been a lot of talk about cover recovery bonds is that something you think we might we might see
1: yeah so this idea of british recovery bonds of tapping into britain's kind of 125 billion lockdown cash pile that's something that the daily mail has been calling for certain think tanks like the center for policy studies have, have sort of called for like a north specifically northern version where northern investors would uh savers would be able to kind of raise funds for projects in their local area secure starmer obviously came out last thursday and said i think i would introduce this if i were prime minister that could potentially throw a bit of momentum behind the issue we did uh, this is money looked into kind of how feasible this would this sort of thing could work last week i would if i'm honest i don't think i could see it being introduced i read quite a good piece in the times earlier this week by david smith Putting forward a couple of um, arguments as to why it would be really useful in terms of directing savings to productive uses um, rather than just kind of letting all that money flow out and it could do a good job of clamping down on the potential risk of inflation. But because of what it would cost the government, you know, this is something that we looked into last week that the government is able to borrow. From the money markets at very 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 low rates far lower rates than it would have to pay to savers and this is a time where rishi sunak appears very keen to unwind the amount of money uh, the government support that's being offered and clamp down on the cost uh, clamp down on what coronavirus is costing the treasury so i think for a, a chancellor who's increasingly getting itchy about the cost of covid to the treasury i just don't think i could necessarily see that sort of thing being introduced if this was George Osborne I think it would be it would be a lot likelier because you know he loved to pull a rabbit out of his hat at the end of the budget you know Rishi Sunak's only had one budget but I'm just not sure it's the same same sort of thing not in, not for savers anyway
0: that's an interesting point actually I, I agree with you there I, I think they're very different styles of, of Chancellor and that's going to have a bearing bearing too and you know, we, we've discussed this point Around the, the cost of, of doing such a, a bond. I mean, there there's there's obviously precedent for it with um, the war bonds after World War Two. So it's not a it's not a new idea. Um, but it would be expensive to raise that money. Um, I don't know. I'd be interested in what you think about uh, the you know the obvious vehicle is to raise if if it was to happen to raise it through NSNI and the the, you know, potentially the damage that's been done last year with, with the sudden spike in increasing volumes coming in from NS and I, and then obviously culling the rates in uh, November uh, to you know zero point zero one in, in the case of the income bonds and and the outflows that were were then seeing whether there's been too much damage done to NS and I's kind of reputation uh, that that's too soon to then potentially use them as a covid recovery
1: bond vehicle it's a really it's a really good point because they would obviously be the ones who would be raising that money for the government from savers you would think i mean only last week ns and i had a power outage which you know it's just the latest example of things going wrong there it's had huge customer service problems you know as a result of its rates going up and then dramatically going down people trying to put money in people trying to pull money out so to refer back to our previous point about British recovery bonds could you imagine NS&I trying to raise billions of pounds above market rates at the moment with all the problems that it's having I just think it would be an extra straw on an already broken broken camel's back I think it, it would be I think Ian Ackley would probably be thinking, "Please don't put this on our plate. We really can't cope with it." While we're trying to phase out the premium bond checks, while we're trying to hire more customer service people, while we've already got a backlog of complaints, while we're already seeing more customer service waiting times, while we've already, you know, got someone sticking their finger in the plug socket earlier this week, I think it would be complete carnage.
0: Uh, I, I agree. I think I think it's probably just too too soon. If we go back, uh, you know, a few years, the, the pensioner bonds were done um you know pretty uh, smoothly without too much hitch and bought in a reasonable amount of money sort of similar type of idea but but lower volume than what would be needed now well, that's the
1: point point, uh, uh, and Is without it the history be, yeah it would it would be so much money that you know to to make it worth doing and at that volume you just you could just see the warning signs are just flashing before our eyes you know as we even talk about this now yeah
0: yeah well while we're, while we're on ns and i obviously that, that 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 sometimes uh drops in to the the budget do you think we might see anything there more more generally coming either as part of the budget or as part of their new new financial year which will be uh, april can you see any changes
1: it's an interesting one isn't it because we you predicted the back end of last year when we were had kind of half years of results to go on from NSNI I that we might see a cut to premium bonds, another cut to premium bonds this year. Um, Obviously, the latest results from NHS and I mean it's got to raise about seven billion pounds between sort of January and March. So obviously, we've done two of those months already to hit that fundraising target because like twenty six and a half billion pounds have pulled out in the last three months of last year after the cuts, which I think were you know that's some really really steep outflows. So I. It, it's weird it, it might even need to put its rates up again because can you see many people putting money in at naught one percent? probably not into those income bonds for example you know it's easy access account pays 0.15% it's not a particularly appetizing offer for savers and the premium bond figures that we've seen don't suggest it's quite getting the right volume that it wants so I think any cuts to premium bonds might be off the table for now I mean you'll will have a more of an insight into this than me but it doesn't seem as if it seems as if it might be in a situation where it needs to raise more money rather than push it all out which i think is one of the things that you talked about last year
0: i think it will depend on what the f- what the funding target is for for the yeah. financial year which is uh, from first of april uh, the premium bonds are pulling between a billion and billion and a half a month and that is definitely helping to um, cushion some of the outflows that are, are going out on, on the other products and the results we've seen so far. Uh, obviously, we're we're a little bit off. We're probably five or six weeks off of seeing what the results for this quarter are, but I expect there to be a net outflow situation, which will be somewhat masked by premium bonds. So I, gr- I agree with you. I think the um, the case to cut premium bonds is uh, probably not there at the moment because the outflows on the other products have been so so yeah. strong that um actually premium bonds is just the inflows on there just keeping them within their their funding target.
1: Yeah. I wonder as well, um, you know, we are in theory coming up soon to ICE season. Not that there will probably be much of one this year with the rates the way they are, but premium bonds are tax free. I wonder if we could see a kind of late season surge into into premium bonds because you know people thinking i can't get a good rate on on an iso maybe i'll you know opt for that one percent price fund rate maybe i've got a chance of million one a million quid
0: i think we're definitely seeing that sort of behavior at the moment i think people are looking at the market going well best buy easy access is is 0.5 if certainly people who've got large savings balances which we we know there are um you know quite a few who are already holding the 50 grand premium bond limit i think I think people who've got that are looking and going. Do you know what? I, I get uh, if I put that in the easy access at, uh, at half a percent, I get uh, so so little um, on that in terms of interest. I, m- I might as well take the take the gamble on on premium bonds because even if I don't win anything, I, I lose in in actual terms very little by way of interest. So it's, exactly. it's kind of worth the punt, isn't it? And if I and there's a bit of excitement there, isn't it? You know, whether you get. Twenty, 25 pound 50 pound or whatever the prize is, you get get something out of it it's uh it's a bit of bit of fun isn't it uh for for a lot of people i think so yeah i i, I think I, I certainly don't think we're going to see an ice season this the, yeah. this year uh there's no signs of uh anywhere of of, of that happening well we're well, on the uh the subject of ice is obviously one of the things that people would be looking at is the Lifetime ISA and the the penalty for early cash of that has been reduced from twenty five percent to twenty percent uh, to the end of this tax year, which is to to help people who might need to access those funds. Uh, yeah, because of because of COVID, uh, lots of calls for that to be either extended or made made permanent. Is that something you you think will be covered?
1: Indeed, a p- petition with more than probably about seventeen thousand signatures now, actually about. Uh, calling it for it to go permanently. So we're still waiting for what the government actually says on that. I imagine the government response will probably be tied in with the budget. I would like to see that happen as someone who wrote about it last year, that the uh, DWP were factoring those savings into universal credit calculations and then expecting people to liquidate those holdings And pay the penalty for doing so, and lose their own money for doing so. I found it a bit of an unusual situation. So I would like to see it be reduced. As um, the former pensions minister Steve Webb, who has spoken to me about this on multiple occasions, said, I think the case for having cutting that penalty is the same as it was last year. I think that he said that he said I don't think the cases, uh, the circumstances have changed to put it back up. I think it could largely because if you look at universal credit if you look at the furlough scheme often these things which people think are going to be scrapped are kind of often extended at the last minute so that if that happens that will be buried in the budget documents i don't think rishi will uh, rishi sunet will you know waste his actual speaking time on mentioning it but it will be one to sort of trawl through and give it a bit of a control f job <laughs> control f lifetime isa and see if that that happens so i actually think it could do just because the treasury reduction and it came so out of the blue you know we asked the treasury on the monday uh this was last late last april uh early on the monday um if they had any response to this kind of seeming mismatch and they never actually came back to us for the story the only time we heard back for them was on the friday on the first day of may when they said oh actually we've reduced this for a year so if it comes, it will be quite quick. It remains to be seen. Uh, if anyone who's listening to this uh, in the industry has had any kind of impressions from the government or anything, uh, any indications either way or thinks that it might be extended, please do get in touch because uh, I would be, I would <laughs> like to hear that. Um, but yeah, I actually think it could do. I do think it could do because it's the sort of low cost thing that could be extended along with a lot of the other income support that is it's suggested will be extended until at least June.
0: Yeah, I, I think we'll see an extension rather than it being made permanent. I, I think the penalty being twenty five percent so meaning that you potentially could lose some of the money you in, invested in the lifetime ISA. So I think it's kind of there's a bit of a stick to to stop people um, abusing yeah. the product and, and taking the the, uh, the tax penalties. And in, in better times when rates are higher, you know potentially benefiting from favourable rates as banks tend to pay better rates on those kind of products so i think i think the the rationale to make it permanent is isn't there but certainly that there's definitely a strong reason as you said the circumstances are not uh different at this point so i think a another year's extension would make make sense and i I hope it's something we do see, and I think it will be yeah. something that is, is done. It'll be
1: the kind of kicking the can down the road uh, thing that we've sort of seen from the Treasury over the last year, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. While we're on the subject of, of ICES, um do you see, see any other changes to allowances? Oh, Obviously, it's a 4K allowance for lifetime ices, 9K for junior ices, and the 20K icer overall allowance do you see any of those being raised or
1: yeah well obviously the nine thousand pounds junior iso allowance was something that was introduced at the last budget you know it was more than doubled from i think four three six eight you know it was that was sort of buried in the budget documents as the kind of sole giveaway to savers. i think something possibly cheap and you know gimmicky you know we, we can't see the um you know the latest iso sats to see how effective that's been but i very much doubt that that Additional allowance has made much difference for anyone but the richest families, so it is that kind of feel-good giveaway to savers that doesn't actually cost the treasury very much. I think we could possibly see something similar. I was thinking maybe an adjustment, an ISA allowance um, increase in line with inflation, perhaps. You know, maybe you know a twenty-five grand ISA allowance or something like that. I, but I don't really see some anything. Substantial. Maybe they'll bump the junior ISA allowance up to £10,000 £10, to say, oh, you know, lots of people have been saving more. You know, maybe some kind of round sum or inflation uh, adjustment increase. But I don't see anything huge. Again, you know, George Osborne loved ISAs. I don't know if Rishi Sunak does as much.
0: I think you're right. I, I, the junior ISA was bumped quite significantly last year. So the, the obvious one might be to round that to to 10 um, from from nine. Uh, as a, a no, you know, no cost giver, giveaway. Um, I, I the the twenty k allowance has sat like that for for some time, and the the argument would probably be at the moment that the money doesn't need to be spent to help people by increasing that. But your your point on the, you know, what's a kind of low cost feel good giveaway? Actually, the the tax take on increasing that by you know a thousand or two thousand or or even five thousand to, to twenty five uh the loss in tax take on that will be so marginal um yeah it, yeah it'll be it'll be pennies really but we, given where the interest rate environment is and and the personal savings allowance already taking most people out of that well
1: this it, is this is the point it really that
0: won't make much it, of a difference
1: Is this is what ros altman said to me the other day like She said, you know, low interest rates in the personal savings allowance, cash ISAs in particular, are sort of semi-redundant at the moment because, you know, rates were already closer between, you know, relatively close between easy access accounts and cash ISAs anyway. And easy access cash ISAs, for example, and those rates were not high enough on easy access accounts to make, unless you had really big balances accumulated over years and years and years that you would transfer from ISA to ISA, to really justify... Like saving into a cash isa because you wouldn't be paying tax on the interest anyway who's making a thousand pounds in interest a year
0: yeah not many people at the moment you mentioned was there and one thing that uh, that that we've talked about and, and you've written on a few times is calling for the the simplification of isas uh yeah it's a it, it's it's something that, uh, that that certainly we have talked about a lot in the in the past, uh, my you know my views are that uh, I'm I'm old enough to remember Peps and Tessas, uh, and I can remember them being phased out, and and the reason that ICAs were bought in was to make the the tax free saving environment simpler.
1: As, as someone who isn't, what what was the difference again? It's <laughs> the, the
0: Pep the personal equity plans were were kind of to cover shares only, the Tessa was tax exempt special savings account uh, but it had a small allowance and it, it never really kind of took off uh in the the environment and I, I i think it's i think it was less um that the the need to simplify the kind of tax idea but more the have have it under the same umbrella and re rebrand and and, and kind of push people and just and, and strip it out there was different allowances for it and i think the idea of the ISA was we have kind of one allowance and yeah they, yes they did sub-segment that to for, you know for caps uh, on it but but one kind of product name and uh, you know i think it it, it it was hugely successful in terms of making things simpler for sort of the first 15 16 years of its 22 years now um but uh the then you george osborne went uh,
1: and ruined everything
0: <laughs> absolutely it's, yeah i think george, you know you mentioned george osborne loved ices he loved them so much that what he's done is uh bought in one for uh, every loads, day of the week
1: there is there is nearly more. there is nearly one for every day of the week
0: there was six at one point wasn't there when the help to buy's got gone now from yeah. the new customers so yeah, we're we're down to five that are that are kinda of live, but so, um,
1: so what this is what we this is what George Osborne did, apparently this is what I wrote in the story that uh you're in, Ros Altman is in and Andy Bell from AJ Bell um are all have all contributed to because as we sort of said, we don't expect a huge amount from sa- four savers in this budget, so we kind of went a different way and thought we'd address this issue of what Rishi Sunak could and perhaps should do to fix the ISA system. So George Osborne, if we include the replacement of child trust funds with junior ISAs, which obviously is a bit cosmetic, but, you know, it's an ISA. And then you have the help to buy ISA, the lifetime ISA, and that little thing, the innovative finance ISA, which is a very strangely named product that no one's really gone for. That's obviously a tax wrapper for peer-to-peer investing. And even some of the people within the peer-to-peer industry, I remember speaking to them about this a couple of years ago. This is um, something that's kind of fallen off my radar a little bit. Uh, as the industry has really contracted. But even some of them were saying that that ISA was kind of really introduced before the industry was almost really ready for it. Like peer-to-peer lending wasn't really big enough to justify having an ISA. And then, of course, the lifetime ISA is, you know, people have said it's quite a strange product because obviously it marries together two very different goals. If you can use it as a first-time buyer or you can use it for retirement. Um, which are you know, two different goals, and people have said that's confusing, that's complex, but it's just reflective of how, you know, you mentioned dices were were set up to be simple. It was to marry together these PEPs and Tessas into a really simplified savings system that stood for one thing, and now we have a system which is seemingly far too complex, a far dizzying array of rules. Okay, there's a 20,000 annual allowance, but you can there are restrictions within that, and some ISAs have smaller allowances than that, and there are limits into what you can pay into, and that sort of thing in terms of whether we can actually see a simplification of it. I doubt it. You know, I don't, you know, with George Osborne, there weren't in his budgets, there weren't a huge deal of, especially in the latter years when he was making those ISA changes, wasn't, um, there wasn't anything as pressing as a global pandemic and the financial response to it, to allow him to make those tinkers tinkering, uh, make that tinkering to the ISA system. So it just doesn't seem like the sort of the kind of budget where that would be the priority. And in fact, what we've seen from Rishi Sunak over the last kind of eight months is that he really wants to seem to prioritize a recovery that is led by consumer spending rather than government directed saving. You know, you talk about eat out to help out VAT cuts, like he wants to go out and get Britain spending again, tap into that, as we mentioned, that lockdown cash pile. I don't know if he's as keen. For us to keep saving it all.
0: <laughs> yeah i think I think you're right i I think there's there's kind of been no no noise there and i I think he's got other bigger things on his his plate um and, and I think it would be uh because of the complexity that's been put into the the system now I think it would be a bigger piece of work to actually pull those to get together the the idea of a kind of one icer is is' very simple but the um, the tricky bit would be the work that would have to go on behind the scenes to consolidate what's already yeah. out there, and, and how that runoff, if you like, would be managed, or the the, the transfer process. And I, I'd be I'd be stunned if we saw anything on on that yet. Yeah, I think we're going to have to wait another year or two before um, any any changes there. Unfortunately,
1: uh, yeah. Just a question, a question for you, James. Really, because I've been I've been at this is money only since sort of 2019 full time. So I came after these big proposals from uh, a body called the Oco- the Association of Accounting Technicians, who had assembled what they called a kind of ISA task force to propose this one ISA that you mentioned, this kind of one tax free umbrella that everything would be brought under to simplify the system. Did you think at that time? Uh, I know you don't remember sort of necessarily the ins and outs, but at that time, did it seem like there was? real momentum towards changing the isis system and it's kind of that momentum sort of stalled a bit i th-
0: i think uh at the time there wasn't a, a necessarily a strong momentum i think i think it was more people that were um yeah, if you like like myself passionate about the industry starting to say actually if we're you know going to help the people that this was in intended to help which were yeah, the, you know the idea behind that isis fundamentally was to get more people saving and to get people even with smaller amounts of saving being able to be rewarded tax-free for 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 doing so the the allowances have increased you know quite quite strongly but the if we go back to kind of the beginning the idea was to get people having that you know kind of smaller part of tax-free free saving so i think those of us that are still in that you know thought process of these should be a products to help people saving get saving you know should be the kind of go-to savings product for people starting out with their their savings you started to we're starting to feel at that time okay we you know i can see what you're trying to achieve and um you know but yeah you know, politics aside here my, but my view of at the time of, of what george osborne was trying and david cameron as, as well were trying to do was um you bring in a lot of things that were very well intentioned uh, but actually practically didn't didn't work things you know things like the help to save and, and, and matching the, the the thing to give people an emergency savings spot. they were trying to address the right issues but but of the execution of that hasn't hasn't solved the the problems and i think people like um you know the body you mentioned there, and myself, and and others were were sort of thinking, You know, we're going, we're, we're getting too complex now. We're moving away from that that simplicity. I, I I think I think there's less of a case at the moment for it, just simply yeah. because other things are on people's people's minds, and and actually, um, yeah, people. The, the, the pandemic's been very polarizing. There's some people that are incredibly um, better off. By comparison, for it, people who are in steady jobs that are now not having commuting costs, and not eating out, and not um, you know putting petrol in their cars because they're not going anywhere, uh, are suddenly find themselves several hundred pounds a month better off. And then there's people at the other extreme who who've just seen their livelihoods completely decimated. It's been it's been a real um, polarisation there. It's not that everyone's kind of suffered a bit or um, everyone's um, saved the a bit. It's um, some people have done really well, and some people have done incredibly uh, badly. badly. out of it, and 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 that's the the problem. And I think because of that polarization, um, there's there's less need because the people who've got the money to save at the moment are are, are the ones that don't need help. So I, I think that's probably why that there'll be less uh, incentive to to simplify. The people who are without at the moment. Um, you know, uh, uh, are probably a million miles away from thinking about you know, trying to put together uh, an emergency stash for if something like this happens again it, it's, it's about survival for, the, for, the, for them at the moment.
1: Yeah absolutely.
0: So any other changes then George that you think we might see that would impact savers in the budget? Any rabbits?
1: I've asked a couple of people about this, well this is the thing with rabbits is you don't know that they're going to come out <laughs> um, <laughs> so we've all got to wait and see honestly I don't I just don't think that it's a savings focused budget in the slightest. I think, you know, the what the government's concerned about is the massive cost of the corona, of the coronavirus support that it's paying out. You know, it wants a kind of investment led ro- roadmap out of lockdown. I think for that for that reason, you know, you asked me, you know, if I was a betting man, what my you know, what my prediction is I might put I might put an outside bet just because you get good odds on it on a recovery bond just because if there is going to be a rabbit that would be it you know there was something floated in the mail this um on thursday morning about you know a discount voucher scheme for the high for supporting the high street you know they don't they sometimes go for these kind of madcap proposals like eat out to help out was so maybe you could see something like that but that's the only thing i could really i could really see that was kind of tangible and not, you know, just a kind of a slight increase in the ISA allowance or personal savings. allowance, yeah. For example,
0: if you're a betting man, then what, what's your prediction? What, what do you think which you will do?
1: So if I put, I put two bets on, I put my bet on what I was likely to wit likely to win, um, which would be next to nothing in real terms. And then I would take a, a slight flyer on the outside chance of a, of a recovery bond.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm going to go for absolutely nothing.
1: Absolutely uh, nothing. I
0: I'm naturally optimistic, but I'm, yeah. I'm pretty pessimistic for savers on this. But sure. I think we'll see allowances maintained. Uh, I don't think he'll go for the COVID recovery bonds because uh, the, the implementation and the cost uh, for, for somebody who is now starting to be very cost-focused, I don't think it'll stack up. Um, so I, I think we're going to see um, I think we are going to see some rabbits. Um, I could see a voucher kind of
1: yeah. scheme to help a recovery. Spending, some kind, yeah, of uh, game, that's that most likely to be.
0: That's it. I think that's where we'll see the rabbits. Not not on savings. I I think you and I'll be poring over the detail, but I suspect we'll be going down, you know, page. 800 or whatever looking for that um what you know which where's the allowance has been flexed or or something that's been been introduced that we weren't
1: uh is really
0: <laughs> yeah I, I i don't think it's going to be there this time i think we're going to have a painful uh, search for the detail looking for looking for something and not find it so that, that's my prediction absolutely uh, uh, so um you know lump lump on us being completely wrong yeah so, uh, um so let's kind of draw draw it to a close the, the question that every guest has to answer when they uh when they come on the show is if you were the <sighs> chancellor for the day what is the what is the one change that you would make to benefit so i
1: was racking my brains about think. this i feel like i'm being interviewed by um donna ferguson for those me and my money things in the mail on sunday <laughs> <laughs> i I'm am i'm an esteemed company along with like uh michaela strayan and whoever else has been asked to be what they do if they were chancellor for day for the day um <laughs> I will be honest. I'm. I was thinking about this. Might go with a controversial one here. Um, I might actually get rid of the personal savings allowance to oh to re incentivize ISA season and ISA saving, and in parallel with that, find a way to make to inject more competition into the ISA market. You know, there are um, and take advantage of get maybe get those historical balances, those big sums of money into smaller challenger banks and find a way to inject more competition into the ISA market by making it easier for providers to set up ISAs because you know you and I have spoken about this before it's not an easy process which is why you see less competition in the ISA space i think you know the personal savings allowance at the moment is practically irrelevant anyway because you know so few people are earning such little interest on their savings you know you need to have so much money to exceed that thousand pound allowance maybe i wouldn't get rid of it entirely maybe i'd get rid of cut it down to like 200 pounds or 100 pounds or something but yeah i'd want to re-incentivize isa season so maybe i'd go for something like that how about that
0: i can't see the personal savings allowance disappearing. no
1: I, I can't either it's probably a bad idea for a million reasons but that's my uh, that's I, take. I think
0: I think it's not a bad idea from a, a saver's perspective because I think um, it, it's it's something that's been introduced as an administrative benefit, hasn't it, for HMRC, which is to to, to allegedly take ninety five percent of people out of the um, tax regime on on savings. But your the the point you make about the impact on ISIS is 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 a good one, and, and the, the the thing is, it's a something that's been bought in to to reduce the administrative burden both on the individual and on the state but actually what that what it's done is create a situation where it's um removed the kind of incentive and benefit for for, for new isa savings um so it's another muddy in the the waters unfortunately um but i think we're going to have to wait uh a bit longer for for that whole space to get uh yeah get resolved sadly
1: how does that compare to some of the other ones?
0: You're the first person, George, who suggested that. Uh, a lot of people have come up with, with kind of new ideas to incentivize different types of, of savings or have wanted to kind of tinker with the, the ISAs. You're, you're definitely the first person to suggest personal savings allowance, be, be cold. But I, I think that, uh, that, that there's a number of people who kind of within the industry would like to sort of see the ISAs tinkered. Yeah. with um and then there's been a whole range of kind of other other stuff so uh but it's always interesting always interesting that what people's uh kind of focus and priority is on on that so um george i'm i'm, I'm conscious that we're, we're kind of come to the end uh of of time there um it's it's been fascinating and and i look forward to seeing uh how close we are
1: see see if we're positively surprised
0: yeah let's see let's see what uh, what happens on Wednesday and uh, and and see see if we're right or or not and then we'll uh, we'll revisit Uh, um, thanks ever so much for joining me George it's been a it's been a pleasure
1: always good chatting James see you later bye bye thanks George